What's going on, everybody? It's your boy Walt. I'm with my man JT, J Chef. What up, what up? And we're back with another episode to the YSM podcast. Today, we're going to a little touchy subject today, y'all. We're going to slow it down today. Going to get personal. Personal, personal. Today, we're going to talk about mental health. Yes, everyone goes through it. You know, it's something that everyone goes. I think people have it, but they don't understand what the. Well, we're just going to break it down for you for our own perspective, uh, what we think it is. Um, so. I don't think people like understand the magnitude of it. Yeah. Let's talk about like post-COVID. Oh. Because obviously that was a rough year. Mm. There's a lot of things going on in people's personal lives. Yeah. You had the evidence of, you know, racism, George Floyd. Lord. All the protests. Crazy time. All of the, you know. Riots that were happening around the country. You even couldn't the world. go outside. Even the world. And you couldn't even you couldn't go outside. It felt like every day you opened the news, like there was something bad going on. Like there just wasn't but a I lot think, of I, lot I of, lot of joy and happiness going on. You yeah. know. But yeah, I didn't mean to cut you off, but I think everyone. I would like to you know for you to talk about your experiences too, because mine was pretty much different from a lot of people's because. Um, when the pandemic happened, I was, you know, I live in Seattle, Washington. Um, I ended up going back to Alabama with my folks because we didn't know what it was, you know. And my mom, you know, they're my fo- my family's across the country in Alabama. So when we heard about what it was, because I don't know if y'all remember, the first case that broke out in Seattle was over in, in Kirkland. In Kirkland, yeah. The old, the, the, old, uh, the hospital or whatever. The retirement and, home. Retirement home, yeah, yes, yeah. the retirement home. And at that time... The only thing the news was putting out that if you got it, you dropping down like flies. Like, that's what they were painting the picture of. Like, you're going to be on a ventilator. You can't breathe. You're going to end up dying. Like, that's what they were putting out to the people. So, when it hit in my hometown, um, when it hit in my hometown, um, it kind of took us by surprise. So, the, f- the first instant was to go back home to my family in Alabama. And uh, when I got there... That was an experience of its own from being from having friends in Seattle and being in Alabama in the South. And they treated COVID totally different than what people did up here in the West Coast. Um, For example, in Seattle, they had masks on. You couldn't go outside. They had restrictions. Down in the South, they were like, who cares? COVID who? Like, I'm still going to go to my store. I'm still going to go to all this. Still going to go to football games. We still going to have gatherings. We still going to have... Seating, no social distancing, and that's what I was a part of during the pandemic. Um, so I would like to hear from your person because you were actually up here in Seattle during the time when everything was shut down. Because so, like beforehand, I was still up in Oregon actually. Yeah. So the day it like became real for me was when uh, I'm trying to think back. The day it became real for me was when I was supposed to go to the Blazers game. I was going to a Blazers game. Shout out my boys, Tim, Antonio. Um, we were all going to Blazers game. And I think it was on a, I want to say it was on a Tuesday. Yeah, it was on a Tuesday. Yeah. The The Blazers were actually playing the Suns. Mm. And me and my boys were going to double back again on Thursday. Yeah. To see John Morant. 
Mm-hmm. I believe it was John Moran's rookie season. <sighs> they were like, we got to go see that. Yeah. Like, that's a no-brainer. And then it was that Wednesday after the Tuesday game. Mm. And they were like, the NBA has been canceled. Yeah. And that's when it, like, hit me. I was like, <laughs> how does the NBA cancel, cancel. Their, cancel. Se- their season? Like, there's no way. That was a shock, too. So, I think it was, like, the that week or next week, everyone up in Oregon, like, obviously, regardless of where you live, but everyone went home. Mm-hmm. And they were saying, you know, go home, because it was during the springtime. Yeah. Go home a week early. Enjoy three weeks of spring break. We'll see you back in April. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. Something my gut just told me, like, we're not coming back. Yeah. So I loaded all my stuff up, and I went home. And that was that. And it was just kind of like a very weird, like, segment into the pandemic. Because, like, you're saying goodbye to all your friends. Some some people thought we were going to see each other again. But yeah, it's like, it was... you really didn't. Like, after that, like, that was the last time that you really saw people. Mm-hmm. And... and some of those like were my close friends, some of my close teammates at the time, and I went home. And so then it was like the next two weeks, the news were, oh, we're all in lockdown, like we're gonna be back, kicking it again, you yeah. know, middle April. <laughs> <laughs> Thing went on for like a year. Yeah, it was yeah, and just to put it in perspective, like for the most part of the the pandemic, I went to stay with a family friend that lived in Florida. Cause Florida was the most open, you know, I was a daredevil yeah. during this. So like all this, like I, I vividly remember checking on a friend's Snapchat or something like that, or his Instagram or Twitter or something. And he had posted, it was during the day and he was driving. He was going South from Kirkland to Seattle, or he was on the I bridge or whatever, something like that. Monday, five o'clock. And it was just dead. Like it looked like a ghost town. And I was like, What? Like, that's what it's like back home. And I'm down here in Florida during this pandemic. I'm going to water parks. I'm going to Universal Studios. I'm going to the mall. Like, I'm out here living my best life. And then, for me personally, that kind of put that little whatever on hold was I was sitting at home. Or I was in Florida. And I went into the living room. And they had the TV on. And then I see... George Floyd, like I see, I see George Floyd's name on the TV, and mind you, I'm in, uh, where was I? I was in Orlando, Florida. Now I was in Orlando, Florida, and um, I see it on the TV. I didn't really look into. It. I I saw it like it was like CNN. It said George Floyd, um, man killed by police. Like it said something. Like I looked at. It, I was like, oh, we got another. Like I'm not even gonna give it the energy right now. Like I went about my day. I think I went to go get some wings. I went somewhere to get some food. Man, my phone is blowing up. Like, Twitter and... All the socials. All socials. It's like talking about it. I'm like, George Floyd. Like, who is... Like, everyone's posting on their story. Like, George Floyd. I'm like, who is George Floyd? Like, who is this? And, you know, when I got back home, I sat down, looked it up. And mo- most of the time, it's just an article. It's like a, a post video of someone mad or something. But they said... Full video. I'm like, full video what? So I'm just sitting there, click, I click on it, and you know, we all know what happened, and that set that just set me back. That was a a, a crazy video, a crazy time, and I just remember looking at it and I was just like, Oh my god. And I remember every time I watched every day, it just outside people were riding, people were just everything, and down in Florida. And you know, my man Jay here, you know, he held some 
peaceful protests up here in Washington, but there were some protests down in Florida. But I, I, it, <laughs> the energies were two different type of type of protests in Florida. But um, yeah, that was kind of when everything kind of sat still for me because we had the pandemic going on. You already stressed about that. I couldn't go home to my family and friends. I'm stuck down here in Florida at this point. And I wasn't visiting. I was stuck. I couldn't get a flight out. Couldn't go back home. So, um, yeah. So that was that was a t- that was a tough time for me. That's when everything kind of stopped because, like he said, his stopped on that Wednesday when they canceled NBA season. I I saw, but I was hanging out, kicking it, and it took me about a month or so. And I don't want to get the dates mixed up, but um, when I saw that about George Floyd, that's when it kind of put everything on pause for me so during all of this obviously we're already at this point we're already halfway through 2020 yeah like there's a lot that's gone on you still have a half year left yeah what is your thought process in regards to your own like mental stability you said for the rest of this year no just during 2020 oh during 2020 um like how are you processing all this information Literally, like, if you think about it, we were hearing something new that was terrible in the world every day. Hey. Like, you think about it, we start out in January, right? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Pretty sure that was when the Capitol got raided that year. January 6th. The Australia fires. Mm-hmm. Africa was in shambles. Yeah. You had... Kobe. Kobe passed. Man, that was a crazy year. Dude, bro. like, for real. Like, and it something, was, it was back something back. every month every was month, happening. It, it, it Chadwick Boseman oh, in the summer. Oh, man. Like... How did you process all that? What was your outlets? I didn't process it until like probably that next year. Like it just kept happening. Like it was something that was like you weren't surprised when something bad happened. Like that's when you know a lot of bad stuff was happening. When some crazy stuff that can happen, you can't even process it. You're just like, man, another thing. Yeah. So um, to be frank with you, I probably didn't process it until because I remember I came back that year of 2020 in July, like towards the summer, like right before the 4th of July. And I was just like, I just wanted to get that year over with. Like, 2020, even today, today we're about to pull up on 2023. 2020, I just want to leave that behind. Like, it was just such a mental funk. It was just all bad. It was nothing positive really came out of it. It was just negative, negative, negative. And I think that's when a lot of people realize about mental health. Because not only that, you had a lot of time to just sit home alone. Because growing up, you always hear depression and anxiety and all this stuff. But you don't really understand it um so jay i'm curious to hear from you like you asked me how did i feel about 2020 but what's this gonna be a hard question but what's one thing that you take away you can it can be negative it can be positive what's one thing you took away from that 2020 year out of all of that madness and did you learn anything about yourself on a mental health standpoint did you realize that this much good is also going to come with this much bad. Like, what did you take from that crazy year? I think from that year, it just showed me, I think it showed me very quick how, like, how fast life can happen, you know? Yeah. Because, obviously, like, as a kid, like, you grow up kind of sheltered from a lot of things. Mm -hmm. I feel like this... You know, some for some people it's to a higher degree than others, but that was the first time I really saw like the world in action. If that makes sense, yeah. Like the realities of you know the economy, the mm-hmm. realities of how life bad can get, how 
lives and families can be changed drastically mm-hmm. over not just natural disasters, but over political decisions and even from a local standpoint too. Because yeah. just the fact of COVID pandemic alone, like that was different depending on what state you lived in. Mm-hmm. Like the rules were different. The the way you went about the procedures were different. Yeah. The CDC was all over the place. Like there was just it was up and down. so much unknown. And yeah. I actually want to read a stat okay. that I found because I think this is pretty, pretty significant, honestly. And, you know, we live in such a like social age mm-hmm. with social media and a digital age, if you will. But I think this is pretty interesting when it comes to mental health. They said that, because like you even said yourself, like you didn't really process all of 2020 until 2021. Well, yeah. So they said a study was done on February 22nd, 2021, and it's an infographic um, from a public publications uh, health website. And it says that, actually it's from the CDC. Mm. It says that mental illness is an increasingly common uh, trait in young people and may persist throughout their lifetime as 75% of all lifetime mental illness develops in a person by 24. I feel like that's pretty significant. Like 75%? Yeah. That's a lot. That's a lot. Yeah, that's the majority. It is. And I think like that's so like obvious today, Mm -hmm. especially with how 2020 went and then 2021 took like a whole year for people to recover. It's like getting over an X. And then you've got you've got 2022, right? And people are kind of still getting through things, uh, yeah. like adjusting back to just the regular habits of how life used to be. Like some of the stuff that happened before COVID, we don't even do anymore. If you think about it, yeah. But going back to mental health in the next year, so 2021 after 2020 happened, what would you say was like? What were your outlets? in life to kind of get you through and get you back to regular like adjustment of life well was it sports was it watching tv was it community like what helped well what helped for me was not taking small things for granted like just one sports cause I, like we both love sports and i remember at one point like if you turn on sports center right now they got something to, they got something to run like they can run it they can do whatever it was a point where you click on Sports Center, they're showing reruns from 2010. They ain't got they ain't got nothing. They ain't got nothing to play. Yeah, they ain't got real. no news, and that was a sad time for Sportshead because it's like when it out, Sports Center is the way out. Like it's gonna, <laughs> it's gonna give you, it's gonna you get, tell ESPN about that. I'm one. just saying, when it out, Sports Center is gonna give you something. Put a patent on it, right? It's trademark saying, on it. It's the way out. Sports Center is the way out. Like you ain't got nothing. To, if I've been in multiple situations, I've been, you know, just chilling, you know. Sports Center is gonna get me right. Yeah. Ain't nothing, it's good background noise. It's good. It's just good if you're a sports head. And during that time, it was just sad. And like you said, to answer your question, um, in 2021, I just started like everything I couldn't do during 2020. I took advantage and I did it to the fullest. And that's to just. I remember going to just going to Applebee's with my mom. Like just going out to a restaurant. Like, hey, you want to go sit down and grab some food? Because yeah. I remember at one point it was you can't do it. Then it was social distancing. Then it's like certain amount of people and then after that it was like let's get a group of people let's go sit down somewhere let's go to the mall let's go let's go do something let's buy tickets to an event let's go to a concert like something that you just like oh like 
I already, I already saw him before. He'll come back next year, and then boom, like you, like dang. I think we all took it for granted. We all took it for granted, like small things. I think the biggest for me was going to the Mariners games. Oh, that that was, helped me out big time. That was probably that's the first time I hung out with you. I exactly. Think. Story time. Story time. Here like we, here we go. <laughs> so, yeah, that's how me and Jay met was at a Mariners game. But I knew of him, and I knew of him through the twenty twenty times, like his. His um, impact in the community during the George Floyd's peaceful protest and um, during all that time in the pandemic and his posts on social media, like, that's who I knew of him. And, you know, I got a twin sister, Waleria. Shout out, Waleria. And, um, Shout out. So, you know, they actually were friends first. Yes, Waleria, I said it. You know, it's always an inside <laughs> joke between me and her. If you're hearing this, yes, he was your friend first. So um, she just said, yeah, like, my friend Jaden's here, like, you know, he's going to come say what's up. I'm like, Jaden, like, the the, the activist leader, Jaden? She said, yes. So, you know, Jaden pulled up all smooth and light-skinned, like, oh, what's oh, up? Man. What's up, bro? Dap me up and everything. His hands soft, everything. So, it was, so it was, and then ever since then, though, we kicked it in, like, because we had just, we're talking, dude, social media, and I was like, man, this dude's not too bad. Like, we have a lot in common, and, dude, as the day went on, like, our relationship just grew. And, um, yeah, it's grew to the point where I can call this guy my brother today. And, um, we told you, we told you I was getting personal. Dude, I'm talking about personal, but yeah, so yeah, and it all started at a manners game. And that during that time, it was still kind of funky though at a manners game because you couldn't, yeah, it was there was like different seating, it was different seating, vaccinated, and, yeah, it was, it was a weird vibe. So, like, you literally had to go there, sit in your seat, like, you couldn't really wander around too much. But now, the manners is an experience, like. You can really go to a Mariners game and not even watch the game. Like you could go there and have it just be, meet up with your friends, yeah. get a couple of drinks, hang out, migrate, migrate there, migrate somewhere else because it's in the heart of Seattle. So there's different spots you can hit um, after the game. So um, the Mariners games and events in general was something that surely helped me um, in 2021 after 2020. Yeah, I think for for me, I know personally, the Mariners were. A big outlet for me, getting over all the. I I, mean, I guess you could say trauma in a way from twenty twenty, mental trauma. trauma. Yeah. Um, that was a big help for me, just being able to go back and. I didn't really realize like, I think it was honestly in that instance I didn't really realize how sports like. How did that? Got me through yeah. life, that much, mm. like just being able to see people again, being able to, come around for. The whole like one common goal of like being at the sports game or watching your team win, mm-hmm. like just small stuff like that, like yeah. the small things in life that really help out. Even when the gyms open back up, because I'm a big gym rat. Yeah, and so. just being able to play hoops again and little yeah. things like that. What do you say for as far as mental health as we wrap out as we wrap up here? But as far as mental health, being you know a young adult. You know, we've talked about in the past before, like transitions from athletics to the work environment. Well, there's other transitions in life too, right? Even in our young adult phases, you know, sometimes people go from work to a new career, mm-hmm. go from work to having a partner, going from work to getting married, going from work or then to marriage and having kids. So yeah. throughout that, like, how do you feel like mental health changes and how can people how 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 can people feel supported? Um, I think for that and for that instance, um, 
being someone that, you know, struggled with mental health and depression, um, just from my personal experience, I can't speak for anyone else, but just from my personal experience, um, if you, if you're, if you're someone out there that's been through depression or been through that, you understand that it's not really, a it's, it's an awkward, it's just an awkward feeling, you know, it, it, it's, it's, um, you have all the support around you. You physically see it. You see like, oh, I got my boy here. I got my significant other. I got my parents. I got teachers. I got all these people. But it's just like that feeling you still feel, you know, kind of empty in a sense. But like what you got to do is you really just got to lock in with yourself and just take for what you see. Like if I'm here with my boy right now and he's telling me, hey, I got you. Take it for what it's worth. Like, hey, he's here for me. Like, let me see. Like, let me call him and see if he's going to, you know what I'm saying? Like you got to. You got to really, it's hard, but you got to put, it's it only going to start with you. Like, you can't expect someone else to come in and help you out. That like you got to fight and you got to reach in with yourself and say, hey, like, yeah, I'm going to reach out. And I know that's hard for some people. It was hard for me to reach out and say, hey, man, like, got a lot going on. Like, can you talk? Like, some people just can't do that. But you need to find some way where you can just, I don't want to say cry for help because it's like, that just, it just sounds so like you, it, that phrase is used in such a, like, oh, it was a derogatory cry. way. Yeah, like, yeah. I'll cry for help. Like, but no, literally, like, if it's just like, like, like my, like he said, I'm a big gym rat. Like, me, mm, I mean, I'll go, but, <laughs> but it's just like, if I really needed to cry for help, but it could be like, hey, Jay, you wanna hit the gym? And then he'll be like, obviously, he's gonna get excited. I'm like, yeah, I wanna go. Then that's when you get, hey, man, like, I'm hearing your element that you feel good and like I just need something like this. Like, what do you think? And then, boom, it can spark something, anything, and that can work for anybody. Your significant, significant other, parents, like I said, teacher. Um, you just gotta keep finding. You gotta, you gotta take advantage of those people around you. And even if, it, even if you don't see someone around, like physically see someone around you, there all, there's always someone you can call. Like, you know, even they may not be around different state, different household, but yeah. I'm going to take a different angle, mm. I think, um, to kind of add on what you're saying. I think the number one thing that can help people with mental health, especially young people, just take a second to, like, put the electronics down. Oh, man. Like, I totally forgot about that. phones, computers, video games, like, all of that stuff can be a avenue for, like, kind of a reset or, like, therapy in a way. It actually can be detrimental because we live so like we live such in a life of comparison and oh like seeing other people's highlights and sometimes it may even for myself like sometimes I think like I'm not doing enough or mm-hmm. I'm not on the right path so that that can be a big like factor into mental health and how it can really kind of eat eat at you a little bit yeah. so I'd be I feel like that's step one. Step two, like for people that don't feel like they have that support system, because everyone's support system is different than, than others, right? Mm. We don't all have the same kind of dynamic when it comes to family and friends and community. But I would just say another thing is like rely on the people that you trust mm. and those people that you do have confidence in, yeah. like really press into them if you have that comfortability, you know? Mm that comfort level of being able to, hey, let me hit up my homie or, hey, let me talk to my significant other. Let me talk to my sibling. And let's just, like, have a conversation. And that's what this podcast is. Like, going back to just having a simple conversation Mm -hmm. and being able to not only, like, obviously dump your feelings on them because that sounds negative in a way, but Mm -hmm. being able to, like, 
be relatable yeah. and personable because what you'll find out is the more you open up and share, like it actually is healing in itself. Yeah. Like to talk about things and you quickly realize like you're not the only one going through things. Mm-hmm. Like there's a lot of people going through similar struggles, challenges and circumstances that you're like, Oh wow. Like I didn't even know, like my best friend like struggled with that too. Or I didn't even know, like my sister dealt with that a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. So I, I would feel like, I would say those are the two steps to really solving that mental health. And at the end of the day, like, no matter if you're 20, 30, 40, 60, 80, like, you're never going to have all the answers. Never. Like, there'll never be a point in our life where we can say, we've seen everything, we've done everything, like, we've learned every lesson. So, really just relying on your resources and the people in your circle and the people that you trust are, like, I would say my top ways to really you know, win, win in mental health, essentially. Yeah. I mean, like, you got me when you said about the electronics, the step one. I, I had a thought about it before. I didn't speak on it, but I don't want to say I feel bad for the next generation, but... It's going to be tough. It's going to be tough because it's just like, just social media and just like, because all, like you said, all you can do is compare. And I just think, you know, I'm a 99s baby, so I feel like we were the kind of the generation that grew up with kind of... It was like the last. It was like that last, like, you know, like I remember that transition. Yeah, that transition. Like, I remember when I was little, like, we used to play outside. Like, we used to, like, like, we used to, like, oh man, let's go play pickup football. Let's go play basketball. Like, hey, like, let's go down to the park and play. Like, like, I was a part of that generation. I was the last bit of it, but, like, I used to go outside and play, but then I realized as I got out of elementary into middle school, that's when everyone started talking about the phones and that's the when iPods, the iPods and DS. The, the DS and all that stuff. And that's when that started to come in. The GameCube. And then, and then once high school, everyone had the iPhone and oh my God, like it was just. I think Instagram was out like what? Middle school? Middle school. I remember yeah. Instagram, Snapchat, that was like middle school for us. So, you know, like it was just, we didn't even know it was a simple app, but that was going to change the world. And it's yeah. so crazy now to see, like, my little nieces and nephews, three, four, five years old. And Got they, their own devices. They own devices. They know TikTok dances. They know all this crazy stuff. And I'm like, I remember just... Even the stuff my siblings talk about when they come home from school. I'm, I'm like, like, I didn't learn that till I was like 15. <laughs> yeah, I didn't, like, like, it's crazy. And it's only gonna, it's only gonna start, like, every year it's gonna just drop lower and lower. And I think it's, dude, it, it, it's crazy. And with that, it's going to have tools like, you know, like this term, like iPad kid, like, you know, I wasn't really, I remember like, you know, growing up when I used to eat cereal, like I used to look at the back of the, the cereal box. Like yeah. I used to look at oh, the, for real. like, you know, how you look at the cereal box or like, um, the games on it. The games, yeah. like you would have anything like, you know, like tic-tac-toe or ex- something. Exactly. I would just like, even, or the toy in the box. Even though I would eat the same shoe every day and I knew exactly which way to go in the maze, I would look at it every day and just be like, oh, which way should I go? Which way should I go? Mm-hmm. That should, you know, that pretty much explains me, but <laughs> I did it every day. Now it's like, you know, like cousins, little nephews coming over like, hey, let me see you. They got iPads. They got iPhones. They got. Well, first thing you wake up in the morning. We're checking phones. Oh, yeah. Twitter's my news page. So. Twitter, yeah. I mean, I ain't gonna lie. Like, I go... I go straight to Instagram. I think it's just... I think it's just natural. Like, it's just... I don't know. Like, I get up on my phone, TikTok, or I see who sent me a snap overnight. Like, just stupid. Like, I could do it all. We can all do without it. But I'm gonna tell you something, though, that got me on the choco. I know it's kind of changing the subject a little bit, but since we on social media... Yeah. Instagram, it can go by. I'm cool. 
Twitter yeah, can agree. go bye bye. I'm cool. I gotta disagree on that one. Okay, but for me, I'm gonna tell you what got me on the chokehold. TikTok has me in a chokehold. Like I feel like tick <laughs> I don't know what it is about TikTok. I think it's just because That's why I had to let it go, bro. It's because like it's now, a drug. It's a drug because they're so smart. Because it's just like the, the that's why Vine was so big because the attention yeah. span is so like it's quick. It's so quick and it's, it's like, like you, three to seven seconds. Boom and it's just like it's catchy. It's like oh and the next thing you know you're watching it 15, 20 times in the span of a minute and you're yeah. like that's why you know those sounds and those dance so much and everyone just copies each other. So once a trend is hot, you're gonna see everyone doing it for like a couple of weeks and then it's gonna be a new trend. Yep. So like I said. um it all ties back to mental health and staying strong, but you can't you can't just look at someone's Instagram photo and you know, like don't do it, girl. Like you know, I know she got the nice, whatever the bikini pigs, but I'm telling you, it's Photoshop. It's that's not <laughs> what it looks like in her camera roll. Don't don't be discouraged, you know. So it's okay. Like don't 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 fall into the trap. I fall into the trap. Everyone do, but yeah. No, this was this is a dope conversation. Dope I think. conversation. I think having a guest speaker on, like, in the future oh, regarding yeah, mental health sure. would be, be super cool. Yeah. Um, now, as we wrap up here, though, if, in all seriousness, like, if you are someone that really does struggle with mental health, um, you know, obviously there's different levels and different dynamics to it, but mm-hmm. don't, be a, don't be afraid to reach out for help, yeah. um, whether that's in your community or even it's picking up a phone and calling somebody, really. Um, that's all super important. It's something that everyone struggles with, no matter your age. Especially, you know, just the past couple of years, what everyone's dealt with, with the state of the economy right now. So don't be afraid to reach out for help. It's not a sign of weakness. It's actually a sign of a lot of strength and maturity. So mm. please do that. We all want, we want to see everybody, you know, winning in mental health and winning in their daily lives. So appreciate y'all tapping in. And again, don't forget, get yourself a hoodie. It's cold outside. Yes, sir. We out.